Hello, and welcome to Dopey. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say the thing. What? What are you pointing at me for? The podcast about addiction and other things. No. What? It's the podcast about drugs and dumb shit. And it doesn't sound good unless you say it. Unless I, I say it? I can't say it. Welcome you have to this Dopey. Jewish nasally voice that's great. The podcast about drugs and no. other dumb shit. No. I don't like, don't say other. Say it again. The podcast about drugs and dr- dumb shit. You just said it. Yeah, but you said it. No, I'm not going to say it. You right. really want me to say it? Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs and dumb shit. You had no feeling in that. Well, let's just do it. This is going to be a shitty episode. I don't think it needs to say dumb shit. I think that's good for like one time. It's, you think that's the tagline? Yeah. Why? I think if we've been saying that constantly, this would be doing much better. Yeah, I just realized that we haven't gotten an email in like a month. No, where are we at? Let's look at our view count though. Or download count. Well, how many episodes did we lose in the in the <laughs> My Girlfriend scenario? Hey, why don't you describe that? Oh, first of all, we're at 1,756 downloads. That's pretty good. We were at... 1,729. 11, no, we were at 1,129 on Two episode weeks ago. 11. Two weeks ago. Yeah, so it's, it's growing. It's growing. The Dopey Nation is growing. The Dopey Nation stays strong. Represent. Yep. All right, so tell, tell the audience what happened. I did something incredibly stupid. If uh, First of all, if, if anybody's noticed there's been some funny stuff with dopey some sort of deletions and whatnot this we, is why well i'm gonna be totally transparent and uh i have a girlfriend it is the daughter of my <clears throat> why'd you do that <laughs> just keep going man i had to it was an accident it's disgusting it's an accident i don't like that kind of thing. it was i know you don't it was an accident that's why you did it no, it was an accident. Chris is like at the edge of his seat drinking Diet Coke waiting for the next tremendous disgusting burp to come. <laughs> Chris like acts – like if you meet Chris, you're going to assume he's smart <laughs> and he's going to speak really well. And you might hang out with him for months before it occurs to you how stupid he is. It's, it's amazing. It's like it took me years. I, I've known Chris for for – Four years? Like almost five, yeah. Almost five years, and I didn't realize what a fool he was until we started doing Dopey, the podcast about <laughs> drugs and other dumb shit. Dave used to call me for advice. I actually brought that up to him the other day. I was like, you remember when he used to call me? And I was in a panic state. <laughs> and Chris used to, well, I already said that, about when Chris used to, uh, when I was sober, try to get me to do dope and acid with him. And you say like it was a regular occurrence. It was a one-time I think thing. it was twice. Or thrice. All right, tell them why we had all that shit happen. Well, oh, first of all, thank you for Kate and you know, whatever. She's well, but on. it's not. This is the next episode. Yeah, but I just wanted to say. Oh thanks, yeah, we Kate. just had our one and only episode with a guest, and it was Kate, and she was awesome. We got more coming. Hopefully, we got no, more we got guests. Se- I got a, a few. Chris has a bunch of his dumb friends coming down from fucking rehab town. They're the much, state. yeah, they're much smarter than me. They're much dumber than you, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wants to say. They're good. Well, I'm going to tell you real quickly about one of them. Okay, uh, Alex. He um, he did not make a good first phone impression on me. Yeah, I just threw it on him. Anyway, I threw the phone on him. You know, 
Anyway, so this this guy, Alex, um, he told me this little quick story in confidence, and he told me I could never tell anyone. And I said, I won't, but if I ever give you your four-year chip, I'm going to tell everyone at the meeting the story, which I did a few months ago. So I'm just going to read it. Four-year? Yeah, he has four years. Three or four. Four years. Four years. Four-year chip. And so I gave him uh, I gave him his chip, and I told everyone the story which I'm about to tell you. He one time puked in his bed. Why are you going to ruin his story? No, it's just it's two seconds. This isn't what he's going to say if he comes on. He one time puked in his bed when he was using, and he lived in that same bed for a week. Just kept sleeping in it. Now, that's some depravity. That's some straight dopey shit right there. Yes. And Alex is going to come on the show. Yeah. But... I just want to say this. Uh, I have the most beautiful girlfriend in the world. She is. She's gorgeous. She just is. relax, man. No, she I'm Just I, relax. I mean okay. that. I, you Come on. You know who you're she's, talking to. She's my... You're trying to move on your girl. She's also very nicely, um, thank God, uh, my daughter's mother. Wait, where's my vape? I got to go find my vape. Oh, right I have spent uh, an eternity trying to get me and her back together. And we are back together. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't tell her about Dopey. Yeah. And uh, the other day, we were in a restaurant, and um, I, ha- I told her about the podcast. And she was uh, she listened to some of it, and she was like, Dave, you, uh, you know, you got to protect our daughter. You got to protect sure our family. Nothing like that. What do you mean? Because you're saying it very calm and calculated and... Listen, I don't want to fuck this thing up. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm she, just saying. She, I just know that I'm any, just any, saying in any relationship. That I love this woman and she is the greatest and um, I do not want to fuck up what I have. So I will tell the audience that you fucking scored with her. She is way out of your league. Just what are you doing, man? <laughs> the point is that um, she might be, but she might. I'm a very attractive man and. I'm very desirable. Mm. Why does this surprise you? Okay, so let's speak objectively. If we were just looking at like face shots, no personality, nothing, and there's two pictures, would you pair you and your girlfriend together? Some people find me to be very attractive. <laughs> I'm not saying you're unattractive. But but personality goes a long way. Mm-hmm. What are you are you saying you think I'm hideous? You just I told me in the elevator how attracted you were to me. That's not, that's not what I said. That was in relation to something else. Um, the point I is... I don't think you're hideous. I don't think you're hideous. I just think that you're a lucky guy. Anyway, upon... Uh, I've decided that um, the podcast will center around recovery. Center. It will include more about recovery... Which has anybody else ever suggested something like that to you? An idea like that? I don't think I've ever heard about it before. <laughs> and um, it will uh, it will be less. I will protect my family as much as I will can try. Yeah. In this thing. Yeah. In this dumb arena that will probably cost me my family. All right. Now tell me your drug story. Um, no, wasn't there something <laughs> else? I just want to say again. How how fun and beautiful and brilliant my girlfriend is, my daughter's mother. Yeah. Let's give her a little little. Don't knock the vape. <laughs> You're not gonna knock. So, um, anyway, we had a. But I'm so stupid. We had a guest on 
and um, and I was on the phone with her, my daughter's mother, and I was I, I was still trying not to talk about the podcast. Were you trying, or was it just omission, like an accidental omission, or was it a purposeful omission? This is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> this whole thing is going to get me in trouble. No, it's all right. We're good, though. Let's go. Um, I think you said what you had to say, and we explained. Yeah. So if there are if, deletions, if there are any missing episodes, it's to protect my family. Yeah. So don't feel bad, and I know you guys are going to think I'm a pussy now. Yeah, but you I'm are I, a pussy. Well, that's true. But I need total divulsion. Is that a word? I don't think so. What's the word I'm looking for? I have no total word. transparency. Transparency, yes. It's important for me to be honest with our audience, Divulge. and now. I will tell you a drug story. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite drug stories. And it's not, you know, it's not a hardcore drug story. It's just a great, great story representing a time in my life when I was young and carefree. You're still carefree. Just Am I? If, I? if I have all these problems and total neuroses about everything... How carefree. It's so weird because, yes, there's a huge dichotomy between being carefree and the way that you are, yet I would still describe you as carefree. How? There's a lightness about you, you know, where when everything's going, you know what it is? I get along with you so well because when the shit hits the fan in my own life, I process it and handle it the best if I can sort of laugh at it in a way. Do I do the same you thing? You do the same thing. I do? You do. Well, what else are you going to do? Well, there's some people who won't laugh at it. It's no no joking matter. Well, life is hard enough, you know, but, you know, some things we can deal with, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Bad stuff happens and you better find something funny in it. Yeah. Or, or at least I do. Wallow in it. I wallow though. I wallow. Yeah, but you'll still... I can get a chuckle out of you even when you're wallowing. I don't chuckle. I chuckle on the inside. No, I've, I can get you to chuckle. It's an inside chuckle. <laughs> it's not an outside chuckle. But I'm going to tell you this story because I love it. It was uh, 19... This is a long way back. This is pre-drug yeah. addiction. It was uh, 1994... Where were you? I was still buying basketball cards and watching the Phoenix Suns. Why were you Arizona. watching the Phoenix? You live in Arizona? Yeah, in Scottsdale, yeah. I you live next there? to Dan Marley. No way. You, he's you know very, Dan with the Thunder Dan? Sure, he's Dude, very wealthy to, like I, you. I, 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 used to, I used to bother him a lot. I actually go over his house all the time. And Were you on his same cul-de-sac as him? No, he was across the golf course. What is a cul-de-sac? It's like a little like circle, right? I don't know, dude. So you and Dan Marley shared a few cul-de-sacs back in the day? Yeah, me and Thunder Dan. How old were you when you moved to Boston? No, we, he was across the golf course. Um, I lived in Boston, then we moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and we moved back to Boston. So I was there for like six years. But anyways, my parents said I used to go bug him every time he took his dog out. And I would go follow him. And they said one time they saw me like run out. And I was like, Thunder Dan, Thunder Dan. And they said they saw him just like sigh and like look at the ground. <laughs> Did you like him? Yeah, I liked him. I, bu- I bugged him nonstop. Did you find him to be an attractive man? I wasn't quite there yet. He's a very attractive man. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because he actually was a notorious womanizer, even more so than your average NBA player. And my How do you f- know? Listen, I, I'll tell you why I know. 
my friend's mom was doing like a fundraiser and she wanted to get a basketball signed by him. And this is when the Suns were hot, you know, like Barkley, Ainge back in the day. And um, oh yeah, he, Barkley uh, was on the Suns. Yeah, and so we uh, she she was, well, they never won a championship. They got close though. Bulls Suns. Remember that was a big thing for a couple of years. Um, so anyways. My mom's friends. You like the Suns? Well, back then. I mean, I don't like anything. Do you like the Celtics when you moved to Boston? No. So when you lived in Phoenix or Let Scottsdale. Let me talk about Thunder Dan's womanizing. I don't care about that no, shit. Tell me real quick. You, you asked me a question. No, but this answer. is a direct, direct question uh, of your character. This podcast sucks. You grew, up, <laughs> you grew up in Massachusetts, correct? I lived in Newton, Massachusetts until I was... Seven or eight, seven years old. Then I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, until I was thirteen, almost fourteen, and then we moved back, and I lived in Boston and Back Bay. So you didn't need to have any sort of Celtic allegiance. No, I mean, I suppose. I mean, Larry was your dad a Celtic? Was your dad was your dad a Celtic fan? Yeah, I mean, he was a, like all Boston teams. You know, everybody from Boston is a fan of all Boston teams. So why didn't you like Boston? Why did you like Thunder I Dan? Because I just. Because it was Arizona. Who fucking knows? Were you attracted to him? Yes, I was attracted to him. Later on in life, though. Dan Marley's an attractive guy. I just want to say that. All right, so my friend's mom was running a fundraiser, and she wanted to get a basketball signed by Thunder Dan. Will you stop saying Thunder Dan? Just say Dan Marley. (laughs) So she wanted to get... It's pretty gay. Yeah. Just so, just so a we're basketball clear. signed by Thunder Dan. So, anyways, I went over with her because she's like, she asked my mom, "Can Chris go too?" Oh, are you? I was like, like third or fourth grade, whatever that is, okay. like eight, eight years old or something. I don't know. Ten? How old are you then? So, anyways, um, I went over to the house with him, and I, I remember this still. And we rang the front doorbell, which was weird because I always waited for him to go out his back gate because that's where I could see him from my house. And he answers the door. And um, I'm with my friend's mom, and I was like, can you sign this? And he's like, sure. And then he invited my friend's mom in for drinks, like clearly wanting to hook up with her. And I was like with her, too. You know, I was like, it was really weird. And she's much older than him. You were with your friend's mom? Yeah. Why? Because she was running a fundraiser, and she wanted to get a ball signed by Dan Marley. And she asked my mom because she knew I always was bugging him as a kid. You don't think it was because she, she was scared? Because she used to maybe had a relationship with Dan Marley, so she needed you there. Yeah, so that's, that, that's definitely what it was. No, seriously. I think that's what it was. You're yeah. right. Yeah. No, you're right. I didn't make the connection until now because my novice, little juvenile brain Are you making fun of me? process that. But now that you say it, I think my friend's mom was having a secret affair with Thunder Dan and just wanted me there. Is that possible? No. Okay, I'm going to tell my story. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Thunder Dan anymore. <laughs> I don't even know who says Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan. Why? Does he bring He's the thunder? Five. Remember he had the three-point yeah. yeah. um, record for a while. I think it got broke. Broken. Got broken. It got, got broke. It got broke. <laughs> it got bite. Um, all right. I – well, it's funny. Did you know that my story was about basketball? I did not. That's really weird. Do you think that's wow. the higher power working for That's us? synchronicity. There was, are no coincidences. Okay, just relax. It was 1994, and I was in college. And you were what? I was watching Thunder Dan. You were 10? On the TV. What year were you born? Fleer Ultra. What year were you born? Basketball cards. That was like your 94. What year were the you born? The foil packs. You what? know what my brother used to do with basketball cards? 
He would buy a bunch of deal like this. He'd buy a bunch of basketball cards. He'd open them up, take out all like the choice cards, like the special cards, and put in the other ones. And he'd use a soldering iron to melt the foil packs closed. And then we would go to the basketball like card shop like once a month, and he would have a bunch of packs in his room, and he would sell me packs of basketball cards, which I would you know my piggy bank. And he had already opened them and taken out the good cards. Did you and hate him? Them. No, now it's funny. I kind of no, like him No, what's funny more. to me is that I've never even heard you mention a brother, and it's probably because you hate him because of actually, what he did. It's actually not because of that. It's more because of my addiction affected him very – to the level of what happened with um, your baby's mom. And I don't think he would – what's going on with your phone? It's Kate. Oh. Um, what'd you say? Kate said – Hey, Dave. Thanks. Had fun. Love how you have so much fun you two have with each other. Nice. Well written, too. No, that's horrible. <laughs> but it's very sweet. Okay. Anyway, why do you hate your brother? I don't hate my brother. Can I say something? Have I talked about my sister? A lot. But not my brother. Because you like your sister. I love my brother. I don't think so. No, he. I just don't mention him in relation to my addiction because it bothered him. Because he hates you. I don't think he hates me, no. Why would you say that? Because um, it seems like you hate your brother. Have I mentioned my mother and my father? Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot. Have I mentioned my cat? No. Interesting. Who's Aaron? Aaron Aaron is uh, another one of our brothers in recovery. Oh. All right, what are you saying? Tell me some story. Um, what do you think about trazodone? Trazodone causes priaprism. What is that? Extended uh, erection? Yeah, erection for more than four hours. They actually have had people take trazodone as an off-label infant drug. Yeah. Mm. What, about, what else do we know just about? A, just a window. You know what I mean? Like I was on it, and if you if it doesn't if you don't fall asleep in the window, it's a sleep it doesn't aid. do anything. It was it's a tricyclic antidepressant, third generation before SSRIs came around. Would you like to know more? No. As I said, if this was a basketball show, I would be. The uh, the commentator, and you would be the analyst. I mean, analyst. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Oh, you get a couple knocks for that. Anyway, anyway, and you want me to tell you my story? Yes. I was in school at the State University of New York at Purchase, referred to lovingly as SUNY Poor Choice. This was the second time around. Wow. This was number two, college number two. Yes, I had been suspended. From uh, Ithaca College, and I transferred to SUNY Purchase, um, and uh, I really preferred SUNY Purchase. It was a wild and crazy drug addict art school, and like, there's very rarely a meeting I go to an AA or any meeting where there aren't many people who went to Purchase there. It's like really, really a thing. It's funny. Anyway, it's 1994. I guess I had just transferred there. With a couple of buddies from Ithaca, and one of them, who was also named Dave, um, was from Illinois. And uh, we're getting to the finals, or the Eastern Conference finals, and the Bulls are playing the Knicks yeah. at Madison Square Garden. And I am a diehard Knicks fan. Yeah. I don't know if you know that about me. Yeah, I know. And you like record the games and watch them later. Like, yeah, I have it man. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, I have it recorded. Turkey sandwiches. Listen, I am not a young man. Yeah, I am an old man. 
Are you like one of those guys like, don't tell me what happened in the Knicks game like so I can watch it later? Or do you still watch it if you know what happened? If they win, I watch it. If they lose, I don't watch it. Anyway. Yeah, there's some pathology to that. I am, sure. <laughs> I am a diehard Nick fan. And I want to stop this and get a cigarette. No, you talk no, for a No, you're going to continue. Just talk, just talk for a second. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Dopey audience. While Dave is getting a cigarette. Don't he hates it. Stuff. He hates it when I say, or when I type LOL to him. So I'm going to try to say LOL. And Listen, we'll see what his reaction is. This is going to be my last cigarette ever. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. You don't even try to quit. What did you say? Nothing. No, what did you say? I didn't say anything. Just tell me what you I said. swear I didn't say anything. I'm going to hear about it. Yeah, you're going to hear about it. What did you say? Man, just continue with the show. What did I say? What was my story? Um, you were at SUNY Purchase and the Knicks Bulls. The Knicks, the Bulls were coming to town to play the Knicks. In I the can't believe you smoke in your house like a heathen. Please don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> well, the door's open. <laughs> um, now, the Bulls were coming to New York uh, to play the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. I grew up uh, five blocks away from Madison Square Garden. So... My friend Dave and I came down, and we were watching the Knicks in my parents' house. And I decided with at the first quarter that me and Dave were going to go to Madison Square Garden and sneak in to Madison Square Garden. Hmm. Um, we got stoned. We smoked a ton of bong hits in my childhood room. And I said, let's leave right before halftime. So that by the time we get into the game, the third quarter started and we're chilling. This was my design, my plan. Mm -hmm. Dave is a Midwesterner, wonderful guy, but you know how Midwesterners are. And um, he just agreed. So we went to the game. And um, I didn't really have a plan Mm -hmm. for how we were going to sneak into the next game. LOL. I had just decided... We would. Why did you say LOL? Because it was funny. What was funny? Well, you just said. You didn't have a plan. It's an LOL moment. Are you trying to get me mad? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't like LOL. You don't? Because you know I don't like it. Why do you say LOL? You, don't even, you, know, you say that? Do people say LOL? I think it's a new thing. Are you just trying to get me mad? Is that what you whispered when I was in the other room that you were going to say that you're going to say hello? Was this your thing? This was my thing. Is this your bit? Am I being my right? Yeah. Is that what you did? Yeah. Please don't say LOL or text it. Okay. All right. Continue though. So you're sneaking to the game, but you had no plan. Two texts that I hate. Yeah. LOL and even more K. K. I do K. What about BRB? Be right back. I, you know what I do? I do LOL, 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 LOL. So you know it's like really funny. You've never given me that. Oh, I will. Maybe I've never made you laugh that much via text. So anyway, are you not impressed with the way the story Wait, is shaping up? Wait, what do you LOL or lol? Should make lol. Uh, my dad never knew what LOL meant, so he thought it meant uh, like, like love you lots or something. Lots of love is what my dad thought it was. Um, anyway. I hate LOL. I just write ha 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 ha. Are <laughs> you, you not see the people who write he 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 he? No. Are you not impressed with where the story is? No, going? I like it. So you didn't know how you were going to sneak into the game, and you went. Yes. And then what happened? 
So we go. Wait, how? So you were going to sneak in first of all? I didn't even process this. I was just waiting to drop the LOL. How are you going to sneak into a Knicks game? <laughs> so that is what you whispered? That's okay, impossible. Is that is what you whispered? That is what I whispered, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, w- I was going to improvise it. I was going to fucking figure it out. Yeah, okay? I'm sure a lot of people have tried this. I'm sure. Well, what I thought to myself was back in the day. You know, in the fifties, people would sneak into basketball games. Yeah, when the players were making fifty grand a year, and nobody they weren't even making that. They're making like (laughs) fifty bucks a year. They all were like firemen. They didn't make any money. Yeah, but um, but um, I don't know. I had decided it was going to happen. Okay, and I was going to roll. I was going to will myself into a game at Madison Square Garden in 1994, Michael Jordan versus Patrick Ewing. Okay. Me and my friend Dave were going to sneak into the Nick game. Yeah. Are you wondering if we get in or not? I am. Okay. So, we get to Madison Square Garden, yes. and my I had one plan. Huh. Okay. And this is funny, because of all of the razzing I do about you being so wealthy and privileged, mm. I decide that the white, rich kids that me and Dave look like is enough to get us in for free. So we go straight to the rich person section yeah. where there are boxes and yeah, yeah. fancy entrance and all this stuff. And I'm like, Dave, we're going to go up the escalator. The usher's going to ask, where's your ticket? And we're going to say, our dad has it on the floor level. He's waiting for us and yeah. he has our ticket. Yeah. And I was sure that this was going to work. <laughs> and we go, we go to the usher and they're like, tickets. And I'm like, our dad has it on the floor level. They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so so we leave. And Dave's like, what do we do now? And I'm like, I don't know. And we start we start circumnavigating the garden on the outside. And this place was the northeast corner. Mm-hmm. So as we head across um, 30, as we head through the middle of the garden, I kind of don't have any more ideas. And then an idea comes to me. I knew that the NBC Sports trailer was at the other side of the bisected section of Madison Square Garden. And I had been an intern on cable television at MTV. And I knew interns get into things for free. So I said, Dave, we're interns at NBC Sports. Uh We've lost our credentials. (laughs) We need a new credential to get to the garden because we're so late. So you go to the trailer to try to get one? Yes. This is actually... Pretty well thought out. Well, I'm no I'm slouch. I'm no <laughs> slouch in the okay, thinking so department. What happened? Did it work? Just tell me, did it work? I'm not going to tell you. Right. You don't want to hear the story? I do, but I want to know what happened, and then I want you to tell me the story. Really? Yeah. Did you get in? No, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> all right, I'm so, closing the door. All right. Continue. <clears throat> so, we go to the NBC Sports trailer. And we go, and we're stoned, by the way, because yeah. this is a drug story. Yeah. And uh, we go into the trailer, and the girl, the woman there, is like, can I help you? Yeah. And I said, yeah, we're interns at NBC Sports, but we've lost our credential. <laughs> and we need a new credential to get in uh, to help with the production of the, the game. Yeah. And she goes, oh, well, who are you uh, uh, interns for? And I only knew one name, which was Dick Ebersol, who was the head of NBC Sports at the time. So I said, uh, Dick Ebersol? Yeah. And she said, get the fuck out of here. So, so we leave. We leave. And um, now we're coming back around 
westward on 33rd Street, and I'm feeling pretty hopeless. We're walking past uh, the Penn Station entrance, and I'm like, we can't get into the garden through Penn Station. And we walk south on 8th Avenue, and uh, we're on the corner of 32nd and 8th. And I'm like, Dave, let's just go get stoned and go home, and we'll watch the second half at home. And he's like, all right, I guess we tried. And I'm like, I guess we tried. And then, out of the corner of my eye, there are storm doors on the southwest entrance (laughs) to Madison Square Garden. And somehow, with my insanely good vision, I see, you know what a storm door is? No. A storm door is a door that you open from the inside, and when it closes, it's just slammed. There's no handle on it. Yeah, it's like when they, people oh, exit, they all come out the storm doors. Yes. And then you can sneak back in sometimes when, if they're exiting. Yes. It's like a movie theater door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I see somehow yeah. higher power. Yeah. It's a little crack open. <laughs> it is a half an inch open. Yeah. And me and Dave go over there, and I reach to the bottom of the door. And I pull it open and I go, Dave, let's go in. And he goes, all right. And we go in. And all of a sudden we're someplace else. But it's not Madison Square Garden. (laughs) We're in in the Paramount Theater. And it's the West Indian Calypso celebration. It's just black people in suits and fancy dresses. There's a steel drum band playing in the stairwell. So did you watch that or did you finish the next game? And I took a Dave and I said, Dave? And all these black people are looking at us because we had just snuck into the Paramount. And I'm like, Dave, we've done something here. We're in the Calypso Festival <laughs> in the Paramount, which is somehow connected to Madison Square Garden. But I don't know how it's connected. And he says, yeah. And I was like, there's only one thing we can do now. What? Well, we had two choices, really. We could have gone and snuck into the Calypso concert and seen a hell of a Calypso yeah, that's show. What I, you should have done that. Or we did what I said. I said, there's only one person who could help us now. And Dick Ebersole? Probably, but no, there's probably many people that could help us. But in my mind, I said to Dave, there's only one person that could help us now. He said, who? I said, a kid. A fucking pathetic stoner kid who works in this building. We're going to plead our case to him, and he's going to help us. And he's like, Dave's like, okay. And uh, we go to the concession stand, and there... In front of the counter is the greasiest kid I've ever seen selling popcorn. And I'm wasted, and Dave's wasted, and I run up to the kid and I said, Yo, we just snuck in here. And he goes, Really? And I said, Yeah, but we're trying to get into the Knicks game. Can you help us? And he said, Yes. (laughs) No way. And he waves us through the kitchen of the Paramount Theater. Through the kitchen. And you know what's on the other end of the kitchen? What? The kitchen for the concession of Madison Square Garden. (laughs) And all of a sudden, we're in Madison Square Garden on the other side of the kitchen. But we're still not in the game. We're in the very rich person's... You should see Chris's face. He is transfixed by this story. story. Um, It is a good story. Um... But we're in the rich area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the the garden, gold, bar, club section. You overdid it. <laughs> well, this is the beginning, you know? And I'm like, Dave, 
were in the garden. But I was very, very nervous that we weren't going to get to the next. Yeah. So we go up the escalator. We went up. And if you ever go to Madison Square Garden, there's all these escalators yeah, that yeah. let you out to different floors. <laughs> and we went up one floor on the escalator. And we see the usher. And here we are basically in the same spot <laughs> as the before. first spot. Yeah. And the usher says, tickets, please. And I said, <laughs> my dad has the tickets. He's sitting in the seats. And the usher is this old old Jewish yeah. or Irish yeah. man. I don't know. Yeah. And he probably was the guy who had snuck into the game in the 50s that I was talking about before. Him? No. He said, I saw your dad. He went up to the eighth floor. What? <laughs> and that's what Dave said. Dave said, what? And I understood exactly what he meant. Oh, he's, he, what he, uh, he's giving you, okay. He meant, yeah. you don't belong on this floor, kid. Go up where the poor people sit and maybe there won't be an usher there. Yeah. So we go up, up, yeah. up, 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 up. Yeah. On the eighth floor, there's no usher. Yeah. And we walk in and we're in the garden. That's it. And we walk down the steps and we sit down and we watch Michael Jordan and the Bulls beat the Knicks. <laughs> and Dave was but from Illinois. it was Illinois. bittersweet. It was bittersweet. Totally. Well, it was such a victory. It was a victory. But Ewing, it wasn't the last game. It was like there was another game. What happened in that series? The Knicks lost. <laughs> like the Knicks are prone to do. I'm sure the Knicks lost tonight to the Celtics. Yeah. But... That is the, my Madison Square Garden story. That was a killer story. You like that it story? Was good. I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad. I liked you it. should have seen Chris's face. It was so sweet. And that's dopey episode something, whatever this is. Yeah, who knows, with yeah. all these deletions. And I just want to say to my girlfriend that I love you, and mm-hmm. I don't want to keep anything from you, and I don't want dopey to get between us. And if you have anything you want to write to us, not my girlfriend, but the dopey nation out there, maybe you want to say what a pussy I am. Yeah. Maybe you want to say what a terrific story this was. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to write about um, Chris's fucking LOL text or speak. Or uh, Kate. You had another message from Kate. What did she say? Oh, that's the same one as before. You just fucking ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> um, okay, toodles. No, no, no. We don't say toodles either. Um, we say uh, write us a Gmail, an email at... <laughs> Dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Check us out at Dopey Podcast on Instagram. Join the Dopey Nation and have a good night. And stay strong, my brother. You can say toodles if you want. Toodles. Good night.